Psalm 121. I will lift up my eyes to the hills, from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall never slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Father, we do thank you for this word. And we ask that even as Pastor Duff prayed, Lord, that you would be continuing to prepare our hearts uh, for uh, rejoicing around your table. In your son's name, amen. So uh, this psalm is, is the next in the series of the Psalm of Ascents. And um, it's a providential psalm. It really speaks to God's providence in our lives. And as we look at the first two verses here, it kind of resonates that the Creator God is our helper. I lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. You know, again, as, a, as the psalmist is encouraging us here to, to lift up our eyes, to look at the hills that are in front of him, he's, he's not stopping there. He's saying, look beyond the hills. You know, the hills are part of the argument. And as I was considering this passage, it, it made me think of a time where we were in Yellowstone. And as we're driving south out of Yellowstone, which is just beautiful, uh, you know, God's handiwork is so displayed there. But we're coming south and we're thinking, okay, well, the Grand Tetons are supposed to be here. And we see nothing for miles. And we see nothing for miles. And then we're like, well, what's so grand about this? There's nothing here. And then we turn a corner. And in all the majesty that is there is this magnificent range of the Tetons. It was just a shock because we didn't expect it to just be right around a corner. But as our eyes were drawn to that, if we only stopped at the Tetons, if we only just looked at the mountains, we're missing that which is greater and that which is who created those very mountains. If the mountains are so great, how much greater is the creator of them? And I think that's what the psalmist is is saying here to us. Look to those hills but look to the Creator which is past them. You know, Matthew Henry suggests here, too, that um, as this is a pilgrim song, as, as they were uh, walking towards Jerusalem, as they were traveling towards Jerusalem, that they were seeing the hills that surrounded Jerusalem. He suggests that, they, that the psalmist here probably means that the hills on which the temple was built, Mount Moriah, the holy hill of Zion, where the Ark of the Covenant, the oracle, and the altars were. You know, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble, Psalm 46 tells us. Psalm 90 says, Before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. We don't look to the mountains for our strength, but the mountains can draw our eyes off of that which is right in front of us. Our troubles, our difficulties, our our temptations, everything that can distract us, it can cause our eyes to be lifted up to the God who created them. Psalmist 
kind of reiterates that because he asks the question. He says, where does my help come from? He says, lifts his eyes up, but he says, where does my help come from? And he answers it, and he says, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. In Genesis 1.1, we all know this, the very first verse in, in Scripture, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. There's our foundation for understanding his word. Jeremiah 10 says, God made the earth by his power. He founded the world by his wisdom and stretched out the heavens by his understanding. We know that the maker of heaven and earth has unlimited power, unlimited wisdom, unlimited understanding. He has all of the resources that he created at his disposal. Westminster Confession of Faith says this about God's providence. It says, God, the great creator of all things, doth uphold, direct, dispose, and govern all creatures, actions, and things, from the greatest even to the least, by his most wise and holy providence, according to his infallible knowledge, or foreknowledge, and the free and immutable counsel of his own will, to the praise of the glory of his wisdom, power, justice, goodness, and mercy. That's a long statement. G.I. Williamson, in his commentary on that, summarizes it this way. This was helpful for me. Because God controls the universe, chance is ruled out. And because it is God who controls the universe, fate is also ruled out. We live in a world neither of chance nor fate. This is God's world. And God's providence means that nothing can happen to us outside of his will and providential care. So looking at the next truth here that, again, we we saw that that God, uh, the creator God, is our helper. Next here is that God is a covenant-keeping God and he is our protector. Verses 3 through 6 say, He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall never slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. So again, God is our, the creator. He's not only the creator, but he is also our protector. So as we've been going through this, the, the first passages in, in this worship service, again, I was moved by Psalm, singing Psalm 138 and Psalm 57, and as uh, Pastor Duff shared from Isaiah 41, and then we read uh, the canons of Dort. I mean, how many things already are pointing us to God's superintending power over our lives? Him as our protector, Him as our refuge, Him who has his hand over us for a shade and uplifts us also. Verse 3 says, He will not let your foot be moved. He will not let your foot slip. When, When we build our lives on God and his word, we are on solid ground. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. When we begin there, we are on solid ground. We have a firm foundation for all of life. When you look around you and you see where the world is going, they don't have that foundation. And therefore, boys are girls and girls are boys. They have no foundation. 
we have a solid foundation and he will not allow our foot to be moved. The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Though he may stumble, he will not fail or fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Psalm 37. Everything that happens in your life and my life takes place under God's providential care. Second, it says that God is constantly on the guard, right? He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall never slumber nor sleep. Again, I'm going to default to Matthew Henry because he says it better than I could. He says, he is a wakeful, watchful keeper. He that keepeth Israel, that keepeth thee, O Israelite, shall never slumber nor sleep. I mean, how, how glorious is that? It's not just the keeper of the church, but he is the keeper of each and every one of us. He's not just the shepherd of the flock. He is the shepherd of the sheep. Amen? He will never slumber nor sleep. So it doesn't matter what's happening in our lives. It doesn't matter the difficulties that are in our lives. It doesn't minimize them. It doesn't make them small in any way. But when we place them in the hand of the Lord, who never sleeps and never slumbers, we can rest. If we are constantly dwelling on those difficulties and we're not turning them over to him, we will not rest and we will not sleep. So give them to him and his providential care over you and trust him that he will do you good. Verse 5 says, The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. And he is close by. He is close by to shade us from the heat of the sun. Psalm 16 says, I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken The Lord is that shade, and he is right beside us. Verse 6 continues, The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. Uh, One commentator said it this way. He he compared it to the Israelites as they were walking in the wilderness, and they were being guided by uh, by the cloud during the day and the pillar of fire at night. Um, He says, As he kept Israel in the wilderness by a pillar of a cloud by day, which screened them from the heat of the sun, and of fire by night, which probably diffused a genial warmth over their whole camp, that they might not be prejudiced by the cold and damp of the night, their father Jacob having complained in Genesis 31 that by day the drought consumed him and the frost by night. So then thirdly, The Lord will make you safe in every respect. Verses 7 and 8. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth, even forevermore. So the word preserve jumped out at me, uh, only because it was repeated three times there. And it drew me back to what Paul says in Romans 8. The latter part of Romans 8, starting with Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things God works for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. 31. 
What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? And then the last part of Romans 8, in all of these things, and again, what was Paul referring to? These things, well, famine and tribulation and persecution and distress and nakedness and peril or sword, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. He is holding us. He is saving us. These passages don't teach us here that problems and troubles are not going to be present in our lives, but rather that evil will not triumph. Evil will not triumph. Nothing will thwart God's purposes for our lives, and that nothing can separate us from God's love for us in Christ Jesus. We find an example of this in Luke as, as Paul, or excuse me, as Jesus is saying, he says, you will be betrayed even by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends, and they will put some of you to death. All men will hate you because of me, but not a hair on your head will perish. By standing firm, you will gain life. That's Luke 21. In other words, even betrayal or death for the believer still means we triumph. God is for you, and therefore no evil, no permanent harm can befall us in Christ Jesus. You can trust God's providential care because God watches over every aspect of our lives from this time and forevermore. Amen? You know, God is watching over us now, and he's going to watch over us forever. Both of those are very encouraging promises. What if you had to pick one? Would you pick now? Or would you pick forevermore? It's a funny question, isn't it? Isn't it great we don't have to answer? Because God says he is doing it now and forevermore. Amen? There's no question here. We are safe in him today, and we are safe in him for forevermore. Jesus said in Matthew 28, 20, of course, after giving us our commission and uh, making that we're to go out and make disciples of all nations, right? Baptizing them and teaching them all that he has um, commanded us. He says, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So take comfort in this psalm. Trust God in all things and look for the good and gracious aspects in this journey that is yours. The Lord is with you. God cares for you. He will provide for you. He is there to preserve you. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. So as you lift up your eyes to this table that God has set before you, this is so that we remember what he has done for us in the past that benefits us now that is forevermore. Amen. Father, thank you for this truth, this encouraging psalm. Thank you, Lord, for your entire word and the foundation that you have given us that uh, is this faith, Lord, that you have graced upon us. 
We praise you for your grace. We praise you, Lord, for a celebration uh, each and every week as we come before you.